everyone. Happy Resurrection Sunday. This is the week of Easter and Resurrection Sunday. I hope this finds you doing well, and I hope you can join us for Easter brunch on Zoom this Sunday at 10 a.m. All right, we are going to be in Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8 this morning. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they could embalm him. Very early on Sunday morning, as the sun rose, they went to the tomb. They worried out loud to each other, who will roll back the stone from the tomb for us? Then they looked up and saw that it had been rolled back. It was a huge stone, and they walked right in. They saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed all in white, and they were completely taken aback, astonished. He said, don't be afraid. I know you're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, the one they nailed to the cross. He's been raised up. He's here no longer. You can see for yourself, the place is empty. Now on your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going on ahead of you to Galilee. You'll see him there exactly as he said. They got out as fast as they could beside themselves, their heads swimming. Stunned, they said nothing to anyone. The word of the Lord. Okay, so this is my favorite ending to any of the Gospels because Mark just leaves us hanging. He finds no need to put a nice tidy ribbon on the end of this gospel. The women grieved, find the empty tomb, and are told that Jesus has risen. And they are shocked and scared. And they leave and they, and they do what you would imagine you would do, is they wouldn't know what to say to anyone. And so they don't. And so they leave. And this, to me, feels so honest. Uh, and I want to explore... Uh, a theme this morning in the, in the space of that kind of honesty. And I want to look at the resurrection promise that love is stronger than death. But to think about it in the kind of honest way that the Gospel of Mark gives us and just leaves us hanging for us to perhaps write our own ending, for us to make the story our own story. And so, In this particular resurrection account, we experience this love through Mary Magdalene, Mary, and Salome, and they're doing what you do when you don't know what to do, when you've experienced such a deep loss. They return to the tomb, grieved, to honor Jesus, to honor the experience of their love for him. And what they find is surprising and disturbing. It's an empty tomb and a young man telling them to to not be afraid and that Jesus had been raised. And what's beautiful about this earliest account of this resurrection story is that Mark feels okay to to tell us that they leave confused and in a rush and that they they don't know what to say to anyone. And the story leaves it to our imaginations to fill in their experience of the resurrection. And I've probably said it every Easter, but Christ's resurrection is trying to tell us something absolutely critical about the nature of reality, namely that in death, God brings new life. And if the resurrection is a statement about the nature of reality, then 
it means it's just not a one-time event that happened 2,000 years ago, but that we, too, are invited to experience the resurrection. So then we have to ask some questions. Can we look around at the suffering and pain of our world with the resurrection hope that love is stronger than death? That God's movement in our world brings life from death, joy and suffering. But like how Mark brilliantly captures, that just doesn't mean that we are given a Hollywood ending where the protagonist vanquishes the enemy and rides off into the sunset. But it's the women who experience the resurrection in Mark, which is the experience of an absence, the absence of Jesus. You know, they're expecting a closed tomb, and if they can even get the tomb open, uh, a decaying body. I love even that dialogue in these eight verses, like how they get there, and they're like, how are we going to roll away the stone? Like, those things that you you don't think about until you get into the situation, but your your mind is so is spinning or so um, weighed down by grief that you didn't even think about what you had to do <laughs> until you got there, and you're like, oh yeah, we have to roll this heavy stone away. So they get to the tomb, and they're not met by a resurrected Jesus, but they're met by the absence of Jesus. And so they end up frantically leaving at the end of this gospel, not with the kind of the Easter assurance that we would think of, the one that, you know, the young man tells them to do not be afraid and to go into the world and to tell the disciples. Uh, they, they don't do that. <laughs> they leave afraid and unsure. And I appreciate Mark's story the most because I think it's just an honest account of how our lives usually feel amidst the resurrection promise that love is stronger than death. And I think most of our lives are spent questioning in hard times, how can love be stronger than death in a world with so much injustice, so much violence? It's a good resurrection question. And how do we experience the resurrection here and now in our lives? Not just every Easter, but in our lives and in the world. I think so much of the promises of the church offload salvation to, to, to a God that's kind of like Superman. Um, and, and what can't be explained in our reality is, is offloaded onto that kind of figure of God or into a spiritual realm which we can't perceive. Um, you know, people talk about his ways are higher than our ways or his thoughts are beyond our thoughts. Language like that, in whether it's Christian spirituality or secular forms of spirituality, it often characterizes the miraculous or the momentous events in life as somehow the most important. When, if we're honest, most of our lives are spent doing the laundry. One of the profound insights of Christianity is that God's grace is found in the very places of our lives and society, where society and religion try to separate themselves from with the poor, the sick, the widow, the homeless, the uneducated, in our own woundedness, in the mundane. The resurrection is God's yes to the world's no. We could even think about it even more basically. The resurrection is God's yes to what the world ignores. How can the message 
of Christ be good news if it is not good news for all of us here and now in our fear, in our suffering, in our I don't know what all of this means. Love is stronger than death because God moves through and God's movement is grace, love, and forgiveness over and over and over so that we can have the courage to begin again. So the Easter story can be read as our beginning right now. What if after verse 8 in Mark chapter 16, we begin in Mark chapter 1, the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the anointed one, and we begin again? Perhaps like the women to experience the empty tomb, it is in the experience of the absence of Jesus that brings a fear that is generative. When much of our culture and religion teaches us to avoid this fear, the uncertainty and pain, but it's actually the experience of the empty tomb in which their love moves them into a new beginning. What Mark shows us is that it is through the women's pain that a greater love is resurrected. Richard Rohr often says something along the lines of, we cannot have great love if there is not first great suffering. So it is a move through the pain and death of Jesus and the experience of the empty tomb for the women to go forward, even in their fear, with greater love. And I think that same invitation is for us this morning. Can we be okay to move forward with the promise of resurrection amidst a world of injustice? Can we experience the resurrection even in our fear or uncertainty? I hope we can realize that true joy is found in all of this. And for us, the experience of God in Christ is not just a one-time event, is not just a once-a-year event, but rather we realize that the whole world is saturated in God's holiness, the sanctity of life, and the opportunity to be transformed in love by God's grace that is always pulling us is always carrying us forward. And so we have the opportunity always for the question, can we have the courage to begin again, to hope again? And as we move forward in this grace, insisting on us to begin again in our fear, in our just one small step forward, because this grace and forgiveness and love is so good and it's ours to experience in whatever we are experiencing right now, what our world is going through right now. So may we come to experience that it is in the emptiness our doing laundry and our experience of loss where God is found, that love is stronger than death, and we 
can always begin again. And as we approach this week, may we love God, embrace beauty, and live life to the fullest. Happy Easter.